Howdy, Chief Kingdom. It's hey. a beautiful day for football. As I don't know about you, man. But win or lose, I'm always down for my team. Cut it. Every day I wake up, I'm a chief. When I walk out the door, I'm a chief. White, yellow, red hat like a chief. If I had a long day, I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Hey, every day I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? Hey, every day I'm a chief. What you tell them, man? What up, what up, what up? This is Voice of the Kingdom with Kevo and Yo-Yo. Kevo, we won again. How do you feel? Feeling really, really confident. Um, I don't, I didn't, I mean, I didn't pick them to be 3-0, but they're doing the damn thing. Patrick has complete control of his offense, and he looks really good. And there's some things need to get worked on, but um, I think I think they've I think we were all very confident in what he could do and what this team could and would look like. But mm-hmm. I, even for for me, one of the biggest homers out there, this is surprising. And I know it is. I know it is for a lot of us. So I'm very excited. And three and zero is three and zero. So let's hey, okay, let's keep it going, Chief. Let's keep it going. Yeah, see, I'm actually shocked about the three and zero because I had them at two and two, mm-hmm. but then I I really didn't. But less worst case scenario, I had them at two and two, the first or the two and one with the games that they've played so far. Yeah, but remember we had them losing the Steelers game one hundred percent. So, yep, we, we on a roll. Yeah, yeah, we on a roll, and. Uh... 38-27 was was the final yesterday. Um, your boy Showtime was twenty four for thirty eight for three hundred fourteen yards and three TDs. Um, he, he played very very well. And you know what's funny is that was aside from his very first game, yep. like, you could argue that this was his worst game so far of the early season, which is impressive. <laughs> I mean. Right. Uh, all things considered, it's very impressive that we consider that this is his worst game. So, um, and his worst game was throwing three touchdowns, like three touchdowns, mm-hmm. like that's crazy. It's it it I, all it does is just makes you even more excited about the future because I still don't think they have even scratched the ceiling of what they will look like in 10 weeks. And that's scary as hell when you think about it. It's it's scary to think about. Um, Let's go over, I'm sure what everybody considers, probably the best play you've ever seen. You know, since, I I think CDOT posted this on Twitter. That that was the best play he'd ever seen since Dante Hall's cover turn. But that crazy scrambling touchdown to Conley in the second quarter, that was amazing. Look, Conley, when that happened, wait, was that the one where he came off after he was injured? Yeah, yeah, because we were like, uh-oh. Like, I, I know I posted him, uh-oh, that was his Achilles. Please let it be his Achilles. Everybody was saying that. And I guess it was until he clicked his ankle over, but he just came right back like it wasn't nothing. Which is crazy to me. Like, like here we we like oh my goodness here we go again and mm-hmm. then we get a touchdown and a like a actual passing touchdown where he had to run. Shout out to Mahomes on that one for like 
searching, like running and actually searching for a receiver for someone to get that damn ball. Yep, he, he kept his. I mean, it's as funny as that was probably the longest four yard touchdown pass I've ever seen in my life. Right. It's, he ended up at the 20 when he threw it, but it, it just goes back to his escapability. And, it, you know, he said that receivers keep running because I'm going to keep my eyes downfield. Right. And we all know that last year that that's either getting thrown into the stands or he's going to try to check it down, you know, like, or throw it out the back of the end zone. But, but, but that throw was not – Last year was not going to be going for a touchdown. Yeah. We all know that, which makes it even more impressive. Like on the run, just dodging defensive linemen, and just, it was it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick, for the beauty. Yeah, and that I seen all the videos because you know me and you weren't there, and we wish we were there for the home opener, but just from everything I saw, like it was just that reception he got. Like, you know, there's video of him trying to, you know, he got a little too excited to try to go a little too early. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, that was incredible to see because that there's never been a time with so much hope in this town when it comes to football. And who knows how long. Right. Like, hey, I'm I'm excited. He, he makes it excited for me. I mean, he makes it exciting for everybody. Like, like it's it's so cool to be, to finally know that you got somebody that could lead you to the promised land that can, in my opinion, will lead us to great things. Like, it's such a such a refreshing feeling to finally experience that, you know. So, um, but you can see he was a little, he was a little amped up because what was it? Because I counted like three overthrows. Yeah that probably would have been touchdowns. I mean, it didn't really hurt because they still got touchdowns on all those drives. Mm-hmm. But, like, especially to that, I think that last drive where they got the touchdown in the first half, where, uh, what's his name, Robinson was just wide open. Yeah. And I it was wasn't like, bad. It was just like, dang. Like he, especially we know it was a throw that he could have made. He was just a little too amped. Yeah, yeah, and I think you won't see that from here on out. I mean, you know, of course, the occasional overthrow happens, especially with a guy with a missile like him. Like you know, like that shit will happen from time to time. But like you could tell, a lot of that was just was just he's been a little over. He's a little overexcited, which is fine, but. Like, I love the, just kind of going back, I touched on the Conley again, just how excited he was. Like, that was all of us. You know, I, I, how just excited he was. And yep. It just goes back to just how exciting this kid is and how excited he makes everybody that watches him. And it's such a beautiful thing. Plus, he was an arrowhead, so you already know how we get down. Mm-hmm. The loudest stadium in the NFL. And not even close. It just not even, even close. Like I can't even imagine what the the atmosphere is like because you know the TV doesn't do it justice. It never does. Nope. You know because there's especially you know the beginning where we got the tomahawk chop going and the drum going. Like that is such that that shit gives me chills just thinking about it. Like that's that's my favorite part of the game. I mean other than watching it, but. 
just getting them hyped up. But that's the coolest shit ever right there. But um, he broke two more records. Well, ones I definitely know of. So most touchdowns, 13 through three games in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Has Peyton Man on that. So I think there's going to be many a record that fall this year. Um, it's it's incredible what he's doing. And nine guys have caught touchdowns in three nine. games. Nine whole guys. And there's still like four or five more because what, what Ware hasn't caught one, Kemp hasn't caught one, um, Daryl Williams, and then the other Williams. I think like there's there's still a few more cats that can get touchdowns. So I mean, uh, and what's his the the third free tight end, uh, Alex Ellis. So I'm sure they'll find a way to get him in there. Like this is like what do you do? I, Look, we have too many offensive weapons. You can't keep up. It's it's like legitimately like it's legit. Pick your poison. Like, what do you do? Because we saw yesterday that Tyreek Hill only had two catches for fifty-one yards, and that's the lowest amount of yards he's put up since Week Twelve of last year. And it didn't matter. Yeah. Like it. Like it didn't matter. Um, that's like I keep hearing, you know, it, you know that 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 traditional Andy Reid slow four, five, six game stretch is going to happen. I just don't see that happening because nope. because like last year and that five or six game stretch, like I can really only think of one game where it was on the defense, and, and that was that Jets game. We're just, we, you know, we put up all them yards, but we just kept on letting them score. But the mother's five or six games, it was, to me, Alex Smith and the offensive line. So I don't, I don't see that happening. You know, not to say that he won't, there won't be a game, but, you know, we always hear about, or you keep hearing, you know, hey, this is good work now. But to me, there is no but because, this offense is only going to get better, which, which is crazy. I, I, I don't see it. <laughs> and we don't got to see it. I'm cool with not seeing it. Like, just let me go about my business. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like just, just let's let us do us because it's not happening. You know, we'll let the main, we'll let the big media guys keep on trying to find ways to be like, okay, they're doing great, but like, like there is no but. Like there there is no but. Like that team was up 35 to 10 at halftime. Scored they had five possessions in the first half, five touchdowns. That's incredible. You know, I I I wasn't calling you out yesterday when I made the tweet about Sandy Watkins. But look, <laughs> look, I would eat crow about that. I'm cool with that shoot. Yeah, but like he had five catches, only at fifty-five yards. But you know that when he's spreading the ball around everybody, like we don't need everybody that have big yard. I mean, Kelsey had a good game, had a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. But right now, Watkins is on pace for twelve hundred scrimmage yards, and that's like if he's on pace for that much, sixteen million dollars is pretty good to me. You okay. Know. Like, just do what you know. If you feel you can be A, a B, 
um, Odell, AJ, cool. I'm cool with that. I don't mind that. Yeah, but, and he's openly admitted that he's more comfortable here because he doesn't have to be the guy. You know, there's four, five, six other guys that can be the guy, and he could just be one of the guys and not, but you know, the number one, which I think we also believe he has number one talent, but he doesn't have to be that. And that's that makes it all the better. Like, like they're all comfortable because, you, you know, I can't remember who it was, but, you know, we're NFL films caught him and Tyreek mm-hmm. talking about, you know, last year and that clown wanted to point to, to they're talking about Nagy. And I'm like, well, that was Sammy Walker's talking about what he did last year and how he doesn't have to think too much. So how, how are we talking about Matt Nagy? He wasn't here last year. So what are y'all talking about? But so, but um, that let's go ahead to Kelsey real quick. That incredible one-handed catch he made was impressive. Look, the white Odell was in him. Like if they wasn't watching, they wasn't watching. Of course, you know we're not gonna get like the mainstream praise that we should have got, but that was fucking incredible. Yeah, and we don't have we you know like you said like we don't need it like we don't need it because. You know, they're going to go out there and silence all the haters and all the doubters, and I'm cool with that. But, Travis, that was incredible because I was like, oh, he don't throw him again. And he just, like, which is crazy because, you know, the defender had pretty good coverage on him. Like, it's pretty good coverage. And he still made it, like, effortless, which just makes it even more beautiful. <laughs> like, that's, that's, Kelsey, shout out, my man. Shout out, shout out, shout out. So let's segue over to the second half uh, offensively. So only three. I'm trying to tell y'all about y'all's felon friend, <laughs> Harris. Okay. At this point, he could have got locked up because what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I mean, shout out for that touchdown in the first half. You know, good for you, but it's so frustrating because we've seen him make tough catches time and time again, but the simple stuff just fucks it up. And it was infuriating because I, deep in my heart and my soul, believe if he catches that easy third down conversion, they score, make it 42 to 10, and we see no more of the 49ers. Because it just seemed blatantly obvious, like, once that happened, that gave the 49ers some life. Because at the end of the day, they know what defense they're going up against. So, but what did you think about that that drop? I, it's a momentum killer. And he knew mm-hmm. that, and we all knew that, and Arrowhead knew that. Mahomes knew he had to save the day again. Like I told y'all, Mahomes, every time something goes on in the game – I know Mahomes rolls his eyes like a father that got to fix all his kids' mistakes. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, it's funny because, like, well, I guess we'll give a little bit of credit to the to the 49ers defense because, it, like, they seem to be getting a little more pressure in the past, first of the second half, and you could, you could tell it, you know, disrupted some timing. Mm-hmm. And because I mean, the offense looked a little out of whack in that second half, 
and like I said, only put up three points because, and, and I was so frustrated because I called a 55-30 game, and up <laughs> 35 to 10 at half, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's happening, it's happening, and it just didn't happen. And I was like, oh man, man, oh man, oh man, I was I was really irritated by that. <laughs> I felt so let down. I felt Look, so let at down. some point, we knew that this was going to happen. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like we know in our hearts, just like we knew, like we know for years to come that we wasn't winning a playoff game. I feel like we know in our hearts that something like that would happen. Like, they, I feel like they get discouraged so easily. They're just like, oh, we're done. Or they yeah. just get like, it just, bruh, I just. Okay. Frustrating. Yeah, like it, it, it is what it is. All I'm saying, I think, I think it's a new day, and I, I was listening to Good Morning Football this morning, and they were debating between Rams and Chiefs, who's a better team, and you know, our Patrick Mahomes lover Peter Schrager pointed out, you know, they're worried about. The defense, and it's easy to get caught up on the defense when you see them give up points in the second half. But something I have to ground myself with, and I think a lot of us do, is that these first three games, like they've been up double digits at some point in the first half in every game. So naturally, they go to this kind of conservative bend on break and points happen. Now, we'll use the opportunity to segue to the defensive performance. Give me your impression of the defense. If there was a, if I could show a meme, I would. Like, I just, I, the defense, see, look, the main problem I have with the defense is we are number one on offense. We are number 32 with the defense. So we picked the median. We're freaking number 16. And we're going to be meh like we was with Alex. Like, that's a problem. Like, we we just need a, a mediocre defense. We don't have that. We have a bad one. Like, just a terrible one. Yeah. And, like, the first half, I was impressed overall because the pass for us looked pretty good. They were getting, I mean, they were getting Garoppolo a little rattled. You know, they weren't getting completely gassed in the run game. Like, the, like they did solid in the first. I mean, they did solid in the first half. Um, like, I, I think I've said it, and I've seen it a few times on the TL, is that the communication in that secondary is horrific. Now, I understand that uh, Fuller is new and Scandrick is new. But I guess, uh, you know, I, like, I got, I'll never discount chemistry and camaraderie when it comes to a team sport. I'll never discount that. But all of the guys playing in secondary have been in the league at least three years now. What, except for what, maybe Murray, who may be in year three. Yeah, I think him and Fuller are both in year three or year four. I can't remember. But, like, you see it too much. Like, if, like if we're being honest here, Fuller's, Fuller's been here for eight months now. 
the, the only quote-unquote new guy is Scandrick. Parker just got back, but he's been in his office. I mean, he's been for six years. And you can – there's too many blown assignments. Like that touchdown that Goodwin had mm-hmm. where he had that whole right side of the field to himself on that touchdown, that's pathetic. That's ridiculous. And that's got to change. <sighs> now, I do think that will improve whenever Eric Berry comes back. Um, you know, they keep, they keep saying getting closer, but at this point, the motherfucker is like a unicorn, like a mythical creature. You know, you see him, but she ain't really seen him. So I just want him to come back because I do think that will fix a lot of issues. I don't think that will be. The end uh, that won't fix every single issue that this team has, but I think it will fix some things. Now, if we're, if we're going to make it fully fair, that the defense gave up 17 in the second half, which mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not the end of the world. That's the good thing about this offense is that they're going to put up 40 a game. So you have room for leeway. My only issue that I have is that what if we're in a shootout and like last week, Conley trying to extend the play and fumbles. You know, say we're in a tie game and it happens. You know, that I don't want to be where something like that happens in the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl because we didn't fix up the defense and they could not buy a stop and that cost us a game. I don't expect this team to turn the ball over much just because Mahomes doesn't have to force anything because of so many weapons on the field. So I don't expect that many turnovers from him Mm -hmm. or anyone else for that matter. But just something to think about. (laughs) Like, something to think about. So we shall see. Also, I want to let everybody know that there will be no apologies or how I treat Cendric. There will be no apologies about coming to Arrowhead. There will be no apologies for anything that I tweet or say. So if you're if you're looking for an apology from me, you will not receive it because I said what I said, and if I'm wrong, only I will decide if I am wrong. No, you won't. There's no listen, listen, John. If you're listening, um, uh, who else? There was a bunch of other people, uh, Casey Boogie or whatever his name is, mm, Charles. Look, Dre came to Arrowhead. Okay, will I apologize for saying that she wouldn't come to Arrowhead? Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> no apologies. Okay, all righty, then. Hey, hey, hey. I'm I'm just a co-host, you know. <laughs> I just say, hey, okay, alrighty then, hey. Like, you know, you know <laughs> I ain't looking for no apology. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. So, I heard a little rumor about one Earl Thomas yesterday. What do you think about that? Look, I'm that. Call him. Call him. And the reason why I say call him because why not? Yeah. Why? Why not? Because, like I said, if they someone said on Twitter that none of our first round picks 
have helped us besides Mahomes. So if they want a first, get a first. Because I feel like next year, they're going to have to draft all defense, like they said. So, or like we need, because right now we cool on offense. Yeah. So we just need to um, go ahead and get one. Now, what I'm going to say, people might hate me. In order to get Earl Thomas, there's going to be see. Well, I think we just need to sign Earl Thomas to a one year contract, but clearly he's not going to do that. Well, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like he can take this one year, and then after taking the one year, he can go sign somewhere else. Yep. Especially since all he's looking for is money. Yeah. Which um, I don't know what we. I don't know what he wants. Like, as far as money, I don't know, like, what he's needing. I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like if the Seahawks want a first-round pick, give it to them. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I am not willing to part with a first. I am willing to part with a second. And even, like, a conditional, like, third or fourth-round pick in, like, 2020. If Eric Berry wasn't making all the money he was making, I would be more willing to throw Wick first at him. But the only way you throw a first at him is if you're signing to an extension. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel that you can have – I mean, we don't know what his contract demands are, but I think he was averaging 10 a year on this four-year deal for the run-up. I'm sure he wants more than that. You know, him and Barry are both about to be 30 in the next year or two. Um, like I said, I – so so here's how I look at it. To me, it seemed like he really wants to be in Dallas. Like, like it, it's honestly, I mean, a little borderline disrespectful how blatant he is about wanting to be in Dallas and still play with the Seahawks. Now, I like the, the honesty and shit like that, but it's just like – he just don't give a fuck. He wants yeah. the fuck out of Seattle. And hey, more power to him. More power to him. I, if I'm Veach, I start with a third round pick because Seattle's not really Seattle is not in a position of power here. You know, like it's 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 almost like to me the Marcus Peters thing. Where, where we were, where the Chiefs were not in a position of power when it comes to trading because it was blatantly obvious that they wanted to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And with this situation, it's super obvious that Earl Thomas wants out of there or to get paid. And Seattle doesn't seem real, you know, enthused about paying him. So, you know, they don't have a lot of bargaining power here. So you offer him a third, shit, offer him a third in a Third next year, I don't know, but Veach gonna have to come strong with it because if all they gonna ask is for a third, that's about it. Like you're not gonna get nothing else because there's gonna be a whole bunch of other teams that's willing to give up their thirds. Yeah, and I this defense, in my opinion, could go from 32nd to top 10, 15 when Barry comes back and if they were to get Earl Thomas because you got a you got a safety that can play inside the box and you got one that can play you know single high and both of them can be off pro at 
you know, whatever they're doing. Like, I think that will completely transform this defense and, in my opinion, without a doubt, make this team the unquestioned Super Bowl favorites. And I'm still – I mean, you know, now, now I'm thinking – it. I mean, like, the more I'm thinking about it, like, I personally would still want Patrick Peterson because he's under – control for three years so you know you don't have to worry about that on top of having to send a pick away like you already mm-hmm. know what you got to cover cap wise so I think that is why I'm still more attracted to that idea of Patrick Peterson but Eric Berry and, and Earl Thomas together just thinking about that gives me the chills a little bit like that completely transforms that defense. Will it happen? Who knows? Who the hell knows? But it's just good to hear that, you know, they've at least communicated with him about the idea of that. Which I mean, which lets it go that Veach, Veach knows. He knows. Well, if Veach should have been worried about getting or keeping a corner or something like that, Instead of think, seeing, ooh, there's a veteran around, and it's Orlando. Let me, let me let's, let's, uh, let's go back to him. Because what, what I'm going to say right now mm-hmm. is there's a reason why Orlando was let go by the Redskins. Mm-hmm. So we always, like, come on, come on. How old is Orlando? And look, I don't care what nobody says. I love Drea. I love since I knew about her basketball wise. Mm-hmm. Okay, VH1 put her on. Mm-hmm. But listen, your husband, he, he, he needs to go be a family man. All right, let me ask you this. Will you give him a little <laughs> bit of credit for that spectacular he made that play made on third down to break up that pass? Like, it was a really good play. I'll give him a three out of ten. All right. Folks, she just she fucking hates him. Look, we we gonna chill with that. Look, as soon after watching Marcus Peters, you watch Marcus Peters, you go to um, Sandrick, you just be like, oh, oh, okay, oh, okay, and then you just get disappointed all over again. I I mean, yeah, and uh, I mean. We don't have to have a scandic intervention for you because I don't see him going anywhere. Unless, Look, unless rehab, take me out of my misery. <laughs> unless they go and get Patrick Peterson, and you know, I will say this because every day I'm seeing it more and more people asking about or you know floating that idea around. If that trade happens, I want all the fucking credit because I never saw not a one soul. On Twitter, ever talk about that being a possibility? But who gonna call him? Is is anybody picking up the phone? <sighs> who knows? I wish, you know, I'm gonna make it my duty to find an insider. Like what? Like we have to, as we get more established, we have to find a guy. Cause in in he getting up there in age? He's 28. He's he's 28 years old. And so look, when you when you think of Josh Rosen taking over, which he just got named a starting QB for the next game, mm-hmm. when you think of Josh Rosen taking over, 
you don't think of um I feel like they're still they're in rebuild mode. Yeah. Yeah. So Patrick Peterson, if you want to, if you're listening and you want to get a championship now, come on over. Come on over, come on over. Yeah, because you know, I said it last on last week's podcast that like you just said, they're rebuilding and they're 0 and 3. Because Sam Bradford is fucking trash. Talk about a first ballot finesse Hall of Famer. That man has made like $130 million in the NFL. That's, that's, we'll save that for another episode. But Patrick, you're not going nowhere. I'm not saying go all Earl Thomas and not show up for practice and shit like that. But like, it just seems, it seems like it's the perfect move. Like, we, I keep, we keep getting, People saying, well, what about the cap space? You can always manipulate the cap space. I don't care what anybody tells you. You can always man- manipulate that motherfucker. Like, it can be done easily. Like, But that just seems like the perfect move for this team. But, like, I wonder is Beach even thinking about it? Like, I wish that man had a Twitter. I think he does, but I think it's private. And, you know, there's no reason, there's no reason for him to even touch that thing anymore. There's just no reason now, because <laughs> everybody, some suggestions. everybody, and them, what the fuck happened with Marty Peters, or or what happened with Bashad Breeland, <laughs> or why you saw Roger Scandrick, or you know, just or you know, why you trade up for Breeland Speaks? Uh, since I brought up Speaks real quick, I'm gonna bring. Up I was the, about to say that. <laughs> yeah. So D Ford had a pretty good game yesterday. Had another sack. Mm-hmm. Hurt, and now he injured again. Heard his little groin. Like, what the hell, man? Like, just just when you think, okay, contract year, he gonna do the damn thing. The motherfucker hurt again. Now we now he need another MRI. I am tired. Like it's 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 really really irritating. I'm and old. Oh my yeah. god. And, and and it's unfortunate because you know they they. Took him in the first round, and they just—I just will always go back to. I think we were all scratching our head that night when they made that trip. When they made that move to draft him, it's—I mean, you can't do that now. Uh, he's gone in February anyway after Super Bowl, so it is what it is. I, I hope he's not. Hope it's not long term because for some reason, you know they're. Keep trying to get speaks out there, and I part of me think that's because that like that's that's Veach's first ever draft pick as a GM. I mean, we we can speculate about last year's draft, but you know, was Veach as the man? Reeling speaks is, was his first ever draft pick, and it just looks I don't know. He just does not look prepared and ready yet. It looked like he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And I mean, that's to be expected. Like when you're converting a four-three, you know, lineman to a three-four outside linebacker, but like he, you know, he's not—he's not like a Houston or a or a Tano. That's just, mm-hmm. That was like a physical freak where the transition to be able to do it was a little easier. Now, I mean, Tano's still learning. I think because he's so damn big, it's a little bit more challenging for him. But like he looks—he looks. He looks much more improved, but he's not getting on the field like I like. 
But if Ford is out for a while, then you know, hopefully it's the Tano show. So I just know Brinkley Speak will get rocked, and I don't want to see that no more. I don't even, you know, I won't say that either because that that would be that would be a little disheartening for the fella, you know, coming in and just getting just blam blasted like that. But that's that's something that's gonna like that's in in my opinion because you know they traded up for that kid when he's he's probably a day three, you know, lineman, but. I mean, it is what it is it's here now, and I'm gonna hope I'm gonna root for him to be better and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. So, um, we're just gonna <sighs> leave it there. Did you got anything else you want to cover? Um, shout out to everybody who decided to enter our um, what is it? Enter our little poll thing guessing game mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh mm-hmm. we will let you know via Twitter who the winner is. So make sure y'all follow Kevo underscore yo and that's about it. <laughs> that's all you got. We'll let you know what's going on. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we'll and we'll do a little bit more things like that because you know we want all y'all up on here. Yeah we want all love and you know we Hey, can I come on and stuff like that? And we don't want it to be something worse than every podcast thing, but like our goal is to do two a week, a post game and a pre game, and and you know every couple weeks or so, or maybe one day every week, yep. you know, for at least one show, we have people on there because this is the voice of the kingdom. Okay, so all the kingdoms trying to get hurt because I know y'all got some stuff to say that y'all can't say nowhere else. So we y'all a yeah. platform and saying yeah. stuff, saying some of the things you can't say. So we here for y'all. Yeah, we are here for you. Now, it, please, it, we're following up on on iTunes. I mean, on Apple Podcasts, but we're on all the major podcast apps. Please subscribe to us and give us ratings because that only improves our standings in the podcast world, and that just lets us know what you think about how we're doing and what we need to get better at. Like I said, we're so a work in progress. I've said this every week. We're we're gonna get better, and I I know we are. Okay, look, we at week three. It's time, and appreciate all the love that y'all give us on Twitter because it lets us know that y'all actually listening and y'all actually mm-hmm. enjoy us. Shout out to everybody that said we funny because that's what we trying to do too. Yeah, we trying, we trying, and we appreciate that. We appreciate that. So, <laughs> thanks again, everybody. We're going to wrap this motherfucker up. It's your boy, Kevo, the Candy Corn King, signing out. Yo, yo. My disappointment at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't disappointed. All right. Peace out, kingdom. K-Dean, take us out. Man, I be changing my emotions like every week. Like if we don't win this game against this team, man, we weak. I be so mad, I want to pull my hair out. If another ref pull another flag out, I be like Tennessee. Next game done. Tampa Bay. Next game done. Oakland. Next game done. Pittsburgh. Next game done. Every day I wake up, I'm a chief. When I walk out the door, I'm a chief.